When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. Oh boy, Scott. Oh boy, what? You know, shit is just getting really crazy. <laughs> is it just like Scorpio season or like what is going on? The Mars is still in Scorpio, but Mercury and the Sun have moved on to Sagittarius. Last week was the beginning of Sagittarius. Well, actually, the Sun moved into Sagittarius the week before the end of the week. See, the thing is, is like when we talk about Scorpio season or this season or that season... I'm not even sure what that means because there's there's a planet in Scorpio. There's two planets in Sagittarius. The sun's in Sagittarius, so maybe that makes it feel more like Sagittarius season. But there's oh. still the remnants of Scorpio season. It's like in the fall having a summer day, a hot day in the fall. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like we all think of the concept of astrology in a very basic sense what everyone thinks of as like astrology. the basics of astrology no not the book scott <laughs> um no people think of when they say astrology anyone that doesn't have any in-depth knowledge of what astrology means mm -hmm. everyone only just thinks of the 12 sun signs only mm -hmm. and right. it's hard to get out of that language so i'm still saying like oh it's scorpio season because that's where the sun is and then you know, now we just moved into sagittarius season but like you said it's like well the moon is in there and mercury is in there and then they all move through that season a little bit slower. So part of us is still in Scorpio and some of us is in Sagittarius. Not the moon. Okay, not the moon. Because <laughs> the moon moves through every sign every 28 days. So, But Mercury takes more time. Mercury is like the sun. Mercury, the sun, Venus, they take about a year to move through the zodiac. So they're always kind of close to each other. So anytime there's a change in the astrological seasons, they're kind of all moving in in a similar time period, but some are in one and some are in the other. Exactly. Yes. It's like Mercury is never, it, Mercury is never further than one sign away from the sun. So if the sun is in Sagittarius, where it is right now, Mercury is not far behind, can only be in one of three signs. If the sun is in Sagittarius as it is right now, Mercury can only be in one of three signs. Do you know what those signs are? So Scorpio, Sagittarius, and then uh, Capricorn. Yes, okay. exactly. You got it. Now, Venus can never be further than two signs away from the sun. So if the sun is in Sagittarius as it is right now, then Venus can only be in Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. So if the sun is in Sagittarius, Venus can only be in one of those 
five signs. It can only be in Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, or Aquarius. So it's like the season is bigger than just Scorpio. It kind of extends on both sides when we're talking about more planets than one, which we always are. We are never just talking about the sun here on the weekly transit. Mm -hmm. We're talking about all of the planets. So we have to include those in our seasons. So I kind of like misspoke or I've generalized so much when I talk about it in terms of just the 12 seasons. It doesn't really work that way because there's it's much more complex than that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it is Sagittarius season because the sun and Mercury are there. Wherever the sun goes, that would be this is the season. But Mars is still trailing the sun in Scorpio. In Scorpio. And Mars is the planetary ruler of Scorpio. So that intensifies that Scorpio feeling because the planetary ruler of Scorpio wow. is in Scorpio, Mars. Okay, so this feels really interesting because, I mean, if we're still in Scorpio season with Mars, which is the planet of action, um, and Scorpio is the sign of secrets, karmic bonds, Mm -hmm. like a close friend of mine has shared some secrets with me Mm -hmm. that make me like question how I perceive them on this planet. And I'm trying to be like compassionate and understanding and kind because I really love this person, but also my like capacity to process the information is like kind of at my, my max. I feel like someone has like two identities Mm -hmm. and this is like, yeah, that feels very Scorpio. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that's super intense. Somebody that you're very close to has shared something about themselves that you did not know that was a secret. They were very vulnerable with you. We've been talking about vulnerability for weeks on this show. (laughs) Yeah. And that has also caused you to feel more vulnerable with them because now you're seeing this person in a whole new light. You're having a different experience with them than you were before. The vulnerability and like the layers, just the way you see people change as more of their vulnerability has come out. It's just so interesting when you think something's one way and it's just much more complex than that, the more you learn about somebody, it can go so deep and Mm -hmm. it takes a really long time to really get to know somebody. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is, it's like you have the rising sign, the outer shell, Mm. you know, and that's what people see first is just that outer shell, that facade. But then as you get to know somebody better, they feel more comfortable with you. They start showing you what's inside the astrological code that is beneath the facade, beneath the peel of the lemon. What is this fruit? What is going on with Mars? What is going on with Venus, their moon, in their astrological code? That is the most sensitive area, is the moon. When somebody shows you their moon, their emotions, that's when you really get to see what is beneath the surface when we say like secrets, it's always like, well, what is the secret? Like, what could it be? And it's just, humans are just so complex and everybody Mm -hmm. is so different. And it's like the more different types of people we meet, the more our eyes are open. And it's like, we think we're all the same and we have so many similarities, but we all are so different. And we've had such different life experiences that shape us, whether it's trauma or life circumstance or like, there's just so many things that can happen to us that make us very different from from everyone else. And so just trying to keep my heart and my mind open to staying compassionate and kind and not letting my emotions get the best of me 
because I also don't want to be hurt, you know, being able to just stay open in those moments of vulnerability. Absolutely. Well, you don't want to be hurt. They don't want to be hurt. Yeah. Your friend doesn't want to be hurt. Yeah. You don't want to hurt your friend. Mm -hmm. Your friend doesn't want to hurt you. It's a very delicate process of sussing out the energy. Yeah, it feels very delicate. Mm -hmm. But with the sun and Mercury in Sagittarius. Blunt honesty. Yes. Uh Oh. And this is why you want to get these secrets, these layers of vulnerability sort of percolating to the surface during planets in Scorpio. Because as they transition to Sagittarius, it becomes right in your face, very blunt honesty, very direct, very fiery. If if you're allowing something to fester beneath the surface, it may come out and explode in a very uncomfortable way. I mean, I've been following the planets in following this vulnerability, and I think that in turn, so have they, because I've been kind of leading the way with the conversation like that. So (laughs) it's like, well, you know, I intentionally wanted to share my feelings in the season of Scorpio. And now this information has come out and it is, it's, it's nice. Like last week we talked about, yeah, getting it out on the table so it doesn't explode. So now I do feel like we're going to be able to have conversations about the topic without it being explosive. Like we've broached the subject and now there's some curiosity and conversations and honesty that have to happen around that topic. Yes. So, yeah, I guess honesty will be this next step. That's it. That's it. Planets in Sagittarius means honesty, truth, the truth teller. That's uh, the archer, the truth teller. Should we get into the week? Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. This is the week of November 29th to December 5th. And you can see here, Ingrid... That there is a clusterfuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For those of you that are getting my emails, you'll see this as well. There is... I I was excited to see Ingrid's reaction to what I had drawn for Monday. It looks terrifying. (laughs) Really terrifying. So last week, in last week's episode, we talked a lot about eight degrees. Because you'll see Chiron, the wounded healer and Saturn, the authority, are both at 8 degrees, and that was a big highlight last week. So this is where we want to be looking at what's at 8 degrees in your astrological code, and we know from you, Ingrid, from last week that it's in, that's your moon at 8 degrees in Cancer. So my emotions? Yes. Oh boy. Getting hit, getting hit by the... The honesty? Well, the the wound to your self-confidence in being emotionally available for somebody. This is a big thing here. So we're looking at six planets on Monday, four of which are at eight degrees. Chiron, the wound, the wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in Aries, the sign of self-confidence. So this is focusing on the wound to your self-confidence and the ancient wisdom that you have through healing your self-confidence by facing your fears and moving forward with courage is connecting to Saturn, the planet of restriction, the god of wealth and time, the authority. In Aquarius, the sign that Saturn rules, the sign of innovation and the community. These two planets are connecting to 
Two other planets that we closed out the week with last week that are still conjunct at the same degree in the same sign. Now they've moved on to eight degrees. This is the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality, and Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination. Both of these planets are transiting together. Mercury is about to pass up the sun. They're moving through Sagittarius, the truth teller. The sign of honesty, symbolized by the archer. So these four planets are all connecting to each other. So how can you communicate from a place of honesty and courage in order to take responsibility for your role in the community, the group, the club, the organization, the social network or cause? How can you be honest in this area? What are you afraid of and how can you face it courageously and honestly? By really just paying attention to what you need to share, maybe what you're hiding, what you know you need to say and you haven't been saying it, put it on the calendar. Put it on the calendar and you have to talk about it with the people that you're in community with. It's it's really important to not let things fester. And even when you're feeling that lack of self-confidence, knowing that it has to be on your list of things to do. And the only way to move through it and to gain the confidence is to do the thing. Have the conversation, have the uncomfortable conversation so you can move forward and be more confident. I think this is a day of immense clarity where you're going to be able to see very clearly that, yes, I'm afraid of this thing. I don't want to talk about this thing, but it's going to be so clear <laughs> that you're going to be like, I I don't want to talk about it, but I have to talk about it. There, yeah. there, I can't not say it because it is so clear. I can't pretend like it's not there. I mean, that's kind of like that lingering of the Scorpio season. Mm -hmm. Like there's that secret there that needs to be let out so you can move past it. I love that you bring that up because this is the beauty of the other alignment that we're talking about today. Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, the planetary ruler of Scorpio in Scorpio, bringing action and conflict to these karmic bonds, to the secrets, churning them up, bringing them up from the hidden areas, is aligning with Neptune. Healing. Yes, the planet of intuition. In Pisces, the sign of dreams and fantasy. I mean, I think that that's telling us that if we can move through this and say what we need to say and pick the right moment using our intuition to feel out when is a good time and place to share this with people, you'll be rewarded with the healing energy that comes with it. Mm -hmm. This is a very powerful alignment because as we just said, Mars is in the sign that it rules Scorpio, but Neptune is also in the sign that it rules Pisces. So this is a very powerful alignment. How can you act from a place of compassion? How can you act from a place of compassion within your karmic bonds? When you communicate with compassion, people are more receptive to your message. Mm -hmm. So if whatever the thing is that might be very uncomfortable to share, you know, that compassion goes both ways. You can be more compassionate in communicating and the other person will be able to receive your message because they are in that state of compassion as well. Yes. Part of being compassionate is being honest. But how are you sharing your honesty? Share your honesty with compassion. 
it's not always what you have to say, it's how you say it. How you say it. So you can be like breaking up with somebody or telling someone something that might be potentially uncomfortable for them to hear, mm -hmm. but saying it in the kindest way possible so you don't hurt them, like mm -hmm. hurting them the least. Like sometimes we have to disappoint people, but that doesn't mean we're doing it on purpose to hurt them. So having an intention behind what you're sharing. And I think it's compassion for yourself too. Having compassion for your own fears. That I'm afraid to tell this person that I'm bonded to what I have to share with them. And being showing up for yourself in that way with love and courage. Yeah, courage. Okay, that was Monday. Fuck. <laughs> it's a big day. Now we've moved on to Tuesday, November 30th. We're looking at Neptune again. The planet of intuition in Pisces, the sign that it rules, the sign of dreams and fantasy, and the unconscious. Connecting to Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in Capricorn, the sign of achievement, authority, responsibility. So... How can you take responsibility for your part in the relationship by being compassionate and really paying attention to what's going on in your unconscious in relation to the person that you are in relationship with so that there can be a healing exchange? If we're coming out of yesterday, could this be feeling like you can move forward with making plans to achieve your ambitions in your relationships? Because now you have cleared the air and shared something. You've been honest. You've been compassionate. Something has shifted the relationship. There has mm -hmm. been a change happening. And now today you're able to kind of be able to move forward into the future. I love that you're, you're bringing up plans and future. That's all like Sagittarius energy. But Capricorn comes right after Sagittarius. So you're, you're, we're making plans. We're looking at the future. That's Sagittarius. But Venus and Capricorn is about... What are we doing to bring that plan into reality? So really looking at like the step, the steps that you're taking and then taking the steps. So I'm responsible for this. I I'm taking responsibility for this, what I'm doing in the relationship to benefit the relationship. And when you take responsibility for your part in the relationship, you encourage the partner to also take responsibility for their part. A lot of the times we want to point the finger mm -hmm. like, oh, they're not changing. But it's like if we do our own work, the relationship will shift by itself because it doesn't have an option. You can't put something on one side of the scale and have the other side not move. It, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So whether it's intentional or unintentional, you put something on one side of the scale, the other side will have to move. Mm -hmm. Either everything falls off the scales and the relationship might fall apart because yep. the other person doesn't pull their weight or the other person is going to have to show up in a different way to accommodate this new version of yourself that you're putting out there. Hmm. Yes. Our partners are a reflection of who we are. So if you want your partner to step up, you need to also level up. When you level up, then it's going to encourage them to level up as well. And also tagging on the coattails of yesterday, again, mm -hmm. it's like, Maybe you needed to share something that you needed out of them. People are not mind readers and we're not going to get all our needs met by keeping our mouth shut. Mm -hmm. So being able to talk about what you need out of the relationship is really important. Having that honesty and communication there to be able to move things forward. Yes. Move things forward. What do you want to achieve 
in your relationship? What are your dreams for your relationship? And what is your responsibility to do the work required to achieve what it is you want in order to actualize and realize your dreams in your relationships? Shall we move on to Wednesday? Let's do it. Wednesday, December 1st. Now we're looking at Neptune again, all by itself, because today Neptune ends its retrograde transit. Neptune has been retrograde for a long time. Neptune has been retrograde since June 25th, and it's back. Neptune is back to where it was on March 4th. So we've covered a lot of ground here. If this is another, if you're looking at your chart, if you're looking at your astrological code, what's between 20 and 23 degrees? Because this is the region that Neptune crossed over during its retrograde transit. It's not going to move past where it was on June 24th until March 21st of next year. So that's how slow Neptune moves. Like we talked about this a little bit when Pluto ended its retrograde transit, but Neptune is also very slow. So it's moving over specific areas of your astrological code and asking you to take a look at how your unconscious is being affected in these specific areas. So if it's connecting to Venus, then it's the unconscious of your relationships. If it's connecting to the sun, maybe you're going through a crisis of faith in your identity and you're not sure who you are. Wherever Neptune touches, it can bring like a feeling. This is the planet of faith. So it can bring like a crisis of faith where you can't see who you are or maybe it's connecting to your midheaven and you don't know what you want to do with your life. When you feel these feelings of, I feel completely lost, take a moment and say, good, now it's time for me to reimagine the dream. I see. It's like a reevaluation of what what you want to do in that area of your life. A part of you has died off Mm -hmm. and now you need to envision something for the rebirth. You need to kind of clear the slate and see where you are. Like, yeah, reevaluate. I think about it as like as a kid you have a fantasy of what your partner is going to be. When I grow up, I'm going to marry this person. We're going to live happily ever after. Or when I grow up, I'm going to be this. This is what I'm going to be when I grow up. And then you grow up, you meet your partner, and none of it is the way that you thought (laughs) it would be. And it can feel very disillusional and frustrating, but this is when you need to go within yourself Face your unconscious, face your psychological baggage and the demons that carry them and integrate these past experiences with understanding, forgiveness and love through compassion. I think these expectations that we create in our mind, these fantasies of the future get created when we're very young and Mm -hmm. they get created. Maybe it's a TV show or a movie or our family, whatever is most impactful for us that creates this dream life. And once you grow up, you really realize None of that shit works out the way you think it's going to. And taking this as an opportunity, thinking of it as a gift, even though it's very uncomfortable when all of a sudden you you lose face in this dream that you always had. The dream is a fantasy and you have changed and grown. And do these concepts that we create as concrete in our mind, do they make sense? Where did they come from? What was the purpose of them? And 
it, it makes me think like what is real and what is not like what where did this idea come from that I need this certain type of life this certain type of job this certain type of person is that even what really fits me best <laughs> exactly in this moment it, what you thought you wanted at five years old is not appropriate for who you are at 25 years old you've changed a lot since then so the dream also has to change and when we meet these crises of faith that is when you need to reimagine the dream i'm feeling that so much <laughs> this 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 concept of reevaluating what reality i would like to have and i don't even understand my own dreams i feel like some of them just come from like you didn't sit down and intentionally write these dreams down with a specific outcome of like what is best for me what is actually going to fit me well what do i really believe it's just like they have been accidentally created by the circumstances mm. we have come across in life so we, this is what we thought we wanted but we never took the time to really think about yeah. is this what i really want yes no one in their youth in their teenage years even your early 20s sat down for like you know a day or a week or a month or a couple months to be like how do i want my future to look how do i want my my partners to look how do i want my career to look like really <laughs> sitting with it it just feels very just these thoughts come up and we're like, I like that. So I want that. I love, I love that you're bringing this up right now because it could be that you actually realize your dream. You're like, this is what I want to be when I grow up. And then you get there. Like, I'll never forget. There was, <laughs> there was a girl in, in my acting class, like 20 some years ago when <laughs> I was wanting to be an actor and she had been in a play with a really famous actor and it was the first time that this actor had his name above the marquee. It said this actor's name in this play. And she was coming to work to be in the play on the first night, their opening night. And she was walking to the theater and he was out front, kind of halfway in the street, just looking up at the marquee. And he said, huh, so that's it, huh? <laughs> She was like, wow, you know, because like, that's what the actor dreams of is like, look at me, like my name's above the marquee. And it just didn't seem to land with him. It's like he'd reached his dream and he was kind of disappointed. It wasn't as exciting as he thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think that happens to people quite often. And it creates this people continue in this space without reimagining the dream. And then they are just flattened. They are depressed. They are like, what the fuck? I worked my whole life towards this goal. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and I, th I think especially like mid thirties, that is where a lot of people are at thirties, forties. You're like, okay, I worked my whole life to achieve this goal. And this goal is not fulfilling me. Mm -hmm. This relationship is not fulfilling me. This, you know, this dream of mine has fallen flat, even though I have reached my pinnacle of success. What the fuck now? Yeah. I feel like that's why everyone ends up addicted to something. Mm -hmm. And then you want to check out. You're like, now what the fuck do I do? How do I rethink a life up? I'm already, you know, people are always like, oh, that that's when you're established. It's like, I feel like in your mid thirties, that's when you have this, a lot of the times the crisis of being like, oh, well, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Hmm. I'm not sure if that's in everyone's astro astrological code or like... You know what jumps out to me is, I, I think like, Ingrid, you, you have... Uh, just wait, to, because Fuck. I, I'm going to tell you right now, if you were born like in 1978, 79, 1980, you're going through your Neptune square Neptune. That is like kind of the midlife crisis transit. So people about 40 years old right now? People that are in their early 40s. Okay 
early 40s is when it kind of happens. Well, that, that makes um, sense. Yes. Now, as far as like 35... Or maybe I just know people that are in that space. Yeah, like, I feel like in that I have... space. Yeah. I mean, there's always something. There's always a transit. You know, it's like in my last moon class, somebody was like, "Is are the planets going to let up? And I'm like... Never. They're never going to let up. No, you've <laughs> got to always keep doing the work so that so that it it's not going to necessarily get easier, but you're going to get better at life because you're intentionally moving forward in certain directions that the planets are pushing you as opposed to pushing back and trying to fight it. Like you always say, like riding the planetary waves instead of the planetary waves riding you. Yeah. It's like you stand there in the ocean. You're not fucking looking. That's just (laughs) going to take you out. (laughs) But if you're paying attention, like it's still very tumultuous, but like you can swim with the waves and Mm -hmm. you're going to be okay. Yes. Much easier. Well, man, that that was a lot of waves here with the Neptune in Pisces, the planetary ruler of the ocean, the the sign that rules the ocean. Now on Thursday, December 2nd, we're moving into a different water sign, Scorpio, the lagoon in the deep, dark, dank forest where the monster lives beneath. Those secrets. Yes. So the Mars, of course we know Mars is there. We talked about Mars on Monday, but now the moon has joined Mars and is conjunct with Mars in Scorpio. So the planet of emotions and the god of war together in the deepest, darkest, most passionate signs. So Ah. what are you hiding from in your emotions that you need to share? It's going to come out potentially in a really ugly and uncomfortable way today. If you haven't been letting the steam out of the pot, it's going to burst this seems like a very good time for some internal reflection, slowing down, going deep, journaling, therapy day. Yeah, therapy. There's got to be some talking happening here. Uh, you know, Scorpio Moon doesn't like to talk. Mm. Scorpio Moon likes to hide oh. what they're feeling. And so... Keeping that secret. Keeping that secret. It's Fuck. too much to share what I feel because it's going to come out in an ugly way if I really focus on what I'm feeling. Scorpio moon people really hide from what they're feeling. So there may be an impulse to hide from what you're feeling today. But when the moon connects to Mars, it's like it's getting hit and the emotions are popping out. Ah, I'm, I'm like scared for this day. <laughs> the Good. Cat, it's like the cat is the cat's going to be out of the bag. You're not going to be able to keep it hidden anymore, even though you want to so badly. It's like those cracks in And you are going to let it out. Mm -hmm. That's it. And it has to happen now because on Friday, December 3rd, that's when the moon has moved on to Sagittarius and meets up with the sun. Plug for my new moon, full moon, moon cycle class. If you want to know how this moon cycle is going to be affecting you, theweeklytransit.com. So the moon... And the sun together in Sagittarius, the new moon in Sagittarius. This is the beginning of the new moon cycle, the inhale. (sighs) So that we have a nice exhale during the full moon in Gemini, which is super chatty. So the moon and the sun in Sagittarius. This is how can I be honest? How can I be honest with my emotions? Setting my intentions to be honest with my emotions. And if you're hiding then you can't really be honest. So true. So this is it. That's why the, that Thursday transit with the moon and Mars and Scorpio is really like punching out 
the pulling the cat out of the bag, nails drawn, screeching. It's so uncomfortable it's, to be seen. Yes, but it has to because with the moon in Sagittarius, we have to set our intentions to be honest with our emotions. If we can't be honest with our emotions, when the new moon in Capricorn comes, it's like, what are you building on? The foundation of what you're building upon is lies. Yesterday makes me think of being exposed almost like taking your clothes off. It's like that can be like a scary moment where you're like, oh, okay, I'm being revealed. You know, is this okay? I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But once the clothes come off, there's nothing to hide and you kind of, you adjust. You adjust your comfort level, <laughs> acclimates to this new reality that you don't have any clothes on and then you kind of forget. You're like, okay, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's going to be fine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's like the clothes come off with the moon and Mars and Scorpio and then by the time the moon and the sun are together in Sagittarius, you're dancing naked around the fire. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> this is great. I love that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Moving on to Saturday. And we're going to close out the week, Saturday and Sunday, with a couple of, as Ingrid says, uncomfy uh, alignments here. This is a square. The moon is now moved forward in Sagittarius and is connecting to... The planet of the week, Neptune, at 20 degrees in Sagittarius. This is the fourth time this week we're talking about Neptune. And this is stressful because in being honest, that's the moon in Sagittarius, being honest with your emotions, connecting to Neptune in Pisces is being honest about what's going on within your unconscious. And what you see in there might be ugly, but you have to share it. How can you share it in a way that's compassionate so that the person that you're sharing your emotions with can receive what it is you're feeling deep within your unconscious? That feels really scary to be seen expressing your emotions in such an exposed way. Yes. Sometimes you look in there and you don't like what you see. And like you said, this like reimagining of the dream. It's like, well, who am I? Like, how are my emotions relating to this new version of myself that I might have to figure out? Mm -hmm. Because everything is not what I thought it was. Yes. It's like you've gone from <clears throat> being afraid to take your clothes off to dancing around the fire naked to suddenly realize that somebody around that fire is just really staring at you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Right? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> exactly. We're all naked here. You can just look at everyone else. No, I'm staring at you. You're like, I feel seen. Yes. And that's... Yeah, you feel seen. That's different than being naked. That's being seen for who, truly who you are. You've exposed your unconscious. I mean, that, that feels like one of the scariest moments. It's like if you're not accepted in that moment of being seen, if you don't feel safe and nurtured in that moment, mm -hmm. it's like everything can just fall apart. Yes. So deep compassion, especially for yourself. Have compassion for yourself. If you're being bluntly honest to yourself, be compassionate in your honesty towards yourself. Sunday. Okay, before we move on to yeah. Sunday, I want to say a little thank you because our book came out a couple weeks ago and it has just been really, really fun. We've been getting so many messages and so many sales and so much support and that has been really exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. I mean, <laughs> I'm really moved by some of the messages that we've received. 
And it's very exciting to see people actually purchasing the book and then responding to what is in the book. So if you haven't purchased the book, The Basics of Astrology, but you'd like to learn the basics of astrology, purchase the book. We go over the planetary symbols, the signs, the houses, the aspects. Yeah, we go over all of the visuals that Scott has here Mm -hmm. and in the newsletter and on the website about just... Yeah, being able to read it yourself and translate what it means for you. Is my objective to simplify, and thanks to Ingrid and Chris, to help me simplify this very complex language. So, And then also I really love, like I talked about a couple weeks ago that I'm going to like post on Instagram or whatever. And I just wanted to give my Instagram handle again because it's so fun connecting yes. with people and hearing how they're like following along. So if you want to share whatever is happening in your life that's moving with the planets, you know, write me on Instagram. It's at Ingaru, I-N-G-A-R-O-O. I absolutely love hearing from everybody. It's super fun. Yes, at Ingaru. Okay, I'll let you talk about Sunday now. I just got like (laughs) really overexcited and I didn't want to forget to talk about it. Thank you. Thank you, Ingrid. It is exciting. It's fun. It's I'm, I'm tripping out. You know, (laughs) I'm feeling just so connected in the community and that feels really exciting. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You're an 11th house north node. So getting out there, being courageous in the community. That's your soul's purpose, Ingrid. It's so weird because Scott has been saying this since he met me like a year and a half ago. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? What community (laughs) and how do you connect? And I don't understand what you're even saying. That just didn't compute. And now... As I keep following along with the planets and stars and it's all kind of coming into place and becoming more clear for me. And it's just feels so simple. I love that because I try to paint with very broad strokes, but that are specific. So being courageous in the community, what does that mean? I don't know, (laughs) but that's for you to find out. I know. And And I was so confused. Exactly. But now you've figured out what that is and it, And it's confusing and it's uncomfortable because it's not what you know. You're moving into a new space. That's what the North Node is about. It's about moving into a new space. So it feels uncomfortable. It feels confusing. It feels like I don't know what this is and I can't do it. If that's how you feel in the beginning, great. You're on the right path. (laughs) Scott, you always say that. (laughs) Great. And I'm always like, what the fuck do you mean great? I hate this. But yeah, I've really, I've you know, kept pushing through this discomfort. And Mm -hmm. I feel like now I'm getting the reward. Yes. You realize that you put pictures on Instagram, Ingrid, and people are like, Oh my God, we love this. So. And it's been really fun. I really like writing. Usually I just write. I usually only write for myself when I'm having like an uncomfortable moment, Mm -hmm. but having a topic matter to kind of reflect on for the week, like just following along with what we talk about on the podcast here has just been really nice reflection for me to just think about what I've learned and then just sharing it. It just feels really authentic and simple. It's not like before I was like, Oh, Instagram, you're supposed to like, I don't know, make this version of yourself, which I don't feel like I have always the best version of myself. And I feel like that's Mm. kind of, you know, part of me being vulnerable. It just feels like, you know, something I would share with my friends and just being more honest about who I am. And that feels easy for me to share because it's my truth. Courageous. And if people accept me for all of my flaws and discomforts and then they can connect with me because I feel human, you know, that feels really rewarding to let other people know that they're not alone. And I'm just as fucked up, if not more, than everybody else. (laughs) Exactly. You have no flaws. Nobody has any flaws. You are perfect. You're made exactly the way that you are meant to be made. Love yourself. 
Mm, Scott, you're such a good support, always. <laughs> Thank you, Ingrid. Are we ready for Sunday? Okay, fine. We can do Sunday. Sunday, December 5th, the moon has now moved on to Capricorn, and it's connecting with Chiron in Aries at 8 degrees. So we're back at 8 degrees again. This this is where we started on Monday, and so this is a very uncomfortable connection because Capricorn is cardinal earth, Aries is cardinal fire, both cardinal strong alignment, but fire scorches earth and earth extinguishes fire. So this is this is kind of like the pinnacle of the week here where we've been working on that honesty and truthfulness. And now the moon has moved into Capricorn. And when the moon's in Capricorn, it brings an emotional sensitivity to what it is you want to accomplish and achieve, your ambitions, your goals. If you are having trouble being honest with yourself and honest with the people that you are working with to help you accomplish and achieve your goals, it's going to be hard to accomplish and achieve those goals. The foundation is shaky. So this is tapping in, this alignment with the moon and Chiron is tapping into those fears, those fears that you have about really stepping into your power, stepping into your place of authority and saying, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to do. How can you step forward with authority in a courageous way? It is a push and pull. You need to step forward, but it's uncomfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. But the lesson is always, but you have to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the only way to gain courage is to push through that discomfort. It's like, think about, uh, there's this great video I saw on YouTube of like these goats that were climbing up the side of this dam. I mean, the dam is literally almost like 90 degrees, <laughs> but there's like this salt on the top of the dam that is essential for the goats and their metabolism. If they don't have this salt, they'll die. It gives them their agility and their ability to even climb the dam in the first place. But you see these goats. I mean, my palms are sweating just thinking about it, let alone when I was watching the video. But you see them just climbing up the side of this dam to get that water. So it's like it's a scary first step, but it's essential. It's essential. You have to do it. If you want to get to the top, you have to take that first step. Dude, the first step of this podcast was me like... (laughs) (laughs) When we first started recording, I could hear the insecurities in my voice. And that was so humiliating for me because I'd never like heard my voice before. I was just crying on the floor. Chris would do the editing. I was like depressed for weeks. I was like, I hate myself. I can't do this. I can't do this. I promised someone that I would follow through and do this podcast with them. And like, how am I going to live? Because I, how am I supposed to do this? I'm not good at it, (laughs) you know? And like putting it out there anyways, even though I was just, I was falling apart. And each time, you know, learning from my mistakes and taking notes on how I don't want to be, how to push through and become more confident. And over time, I feel like I have found my voice. Yes. And I feel very comfortable. And none of this was easy. You know, I hear people say like, oh, you're so brave. And I'm like, well, I don't feel brave. But now that I think back, dude, yeah. yeah. It took so much effort for me to like push through that discomfort. I felt like I was like literally physically dying inside. Mm. And I was, I was like this old version. Yeah. And you were being reborn. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I have survived. You know, I'm here. Yes. Showing up each week. Feeling good. I'm feeling good about it. Amazing. I like sharing. I like talking to you. I like being a part of the community and I wouldn't have any of these things if I wouldn't have 
you know, let that old part of myself die, no matter how uncomfortable it was to like witness myself in that, that in between. It was awful. It was humiliating. <laughs> yes. But like, it takes practice to get good at something. Exactly. And you, you kept focused, you kept looking up and, and you've made the climb and now you're stronger. Yeah. And we look at the, the graphic of like our listenership and it looks like a mountain going up. So thank you again to like all of our listeners for being here and wanting to hear us share about the planets and stars. We've made the, the Apple self-help list or whatever. I don't know what the, like oh, it's yeah, like a countdown got... list or something. So we've, we've made that a few times. That's I'm like, wow. Yeah. This There's... last like <laughs> August we were on there and, and then in a couple other countries, but the U S is the biggest deal. Like right now there's 82,000 educational self-help podcasts in our category mm. and we are number 240. So we're in the top 0.2%. Wow. Yeah. So we're, we're huge in Estonia. I know that because every, every week we're on the Estonia self-help category. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fun, but I feel like the U S one no, is like US a really big huge. deal. That's huge. Yeah. It's huge. So we wouldn't be there without all of our listeners and without you, Ingrid, editing the podcast and sharing your vulnerability with all of us and being courageous and stepping up to the mic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to this space because it has been a, it has just been a space for me to explore my personal growth and really show up every week and push through the discomfort and keep moving forward and yeah, just keep showing up. Awesome. Keep showing up. That's yeah. what I said. Just, we just have to show up every week and offer something that is helpful to other people. And I think we're, we're doing the showing up part and hopefully it's helpful to you. We're yeah. getting a lot of good messages. Yeah. So. Thank you so much to everyone listening. And I mean, we're just here at my house recording, <laughs> but like, it feels like we're part of the community. And then, you know, people starting to buy the book. I'm like, Oh, people really love this. It's really helping them. They want to learn more. And that feels so exciting to be able to help people. I feel like that's the only thing that I've known in my life is that I know that I like helping people, hmm. but I haven't really known how to achieve that and this really feels like it's fulfilling that part of me that likes to help people. Just by being myself, I don't feel like I'm really doing anything. Cancer moon. Cancer moon. That's it right there. All right, Ingrid. All right. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Ingrid. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.